the brainchild that was brought up over two years ago, essentially at this point, has made its dynamic return. Once again, we have, you know it's fucked up. But more than that, we have, you know it's fucked up with a title. You guys know what's fucked up? What's fucked up? Gene Simmons is fucked up. Welcome, everybody, to the Loki and Jabroni Show, live on a Tuesday night for a change to the guide, to this for, guy. For a little change. Yeah, yeah. for a we'll, little change. We'll, we'll still be back on Mondays, of course but we, 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 had, uh, we had to change a little something, something up. And to be honest with you, I probably couldn't have done the show yesterday. Probably. <laughs> and and, and you're, you're looking a little peaked today, but you're soldiering through. This guy is... Loki. I'm Jabroni. The man in the box, of course, is... Eddie Focus. And we are here today with the brainchild of Eddie Focus called Do You Know It's Fucked Up? But this one is a little bit special. We're going to spend a half hour or so on the phone with Bill Starkey, the founder of the Kiss Army, talking about how much Gene Simmons is an asshole. Well, I think we need to get people up to date, first of all. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to blow our wad too early, but right, go right. Ahead, bring them up to date. But um, pew, pew, pew. let's just uh, let's just say Gene Simmons once again is in the uh, media, mm-hmm. and he is as he likes to be. Right, exactly. He loves it there. He is trying to uh, copyright the "I love you" sign. Which y'all see this? If you're watching on the live feed, Jimmy Snooker should have fucking patented this. But, but he did then, both of them. He right. did both of them. So, you know, and that was one of these things. This so, thing I mean, dates back about 110 years to when American Sign Language first came into came into play as, we all know it as, I love you. Right. If you pull your thumb in, that was Ronnie Dane, James Dio's bit, but that was uh, in, in old Italian folklore, the Maloik. Uh, if you, Horns up was uh, protection from evil. Horns at you was I'm giving you the evil. Exactly. And exactly. rock and rollers all over the world, myself to this day, my kid would take up. a picture, man. Horns up. Horns up. I, I do it to this guy every time I walk into a room. Like, what's up, brother? Yeah, horns up, baby. But no, there, there's your quick little thought, and this is before we get into the conversation. Let that stew in your brain for a little mm-hmm. second. And I'm um, going to throw a little curveball. I'm going to wait until the end because I know we all go around the table. We got 10 minutes or so, and we say what's on your mind. I'm going to wait till the end. I'm going to make you guys actually pay attention to the end of the show to right. give you what's on my mind. Absolutely. So uh, let me let me start it off. Uh, once again, I think I've uh, <laughs> we talked about this. Y'all know what's fucked up. What's fucked up? What's fucked up? Rob Gronkowski has done it again. Yeah, I've heard that. A hundred and six k bar tab at Foxwood's very own Shrine Nightclub. Mm-hmm. Not a record, but then again, the record was set by the Boston Bruins right, after right. they won the but, cup, but and that was all 30 of them. But that's Boston Bruins. In the buddy, meantime, you know? I can't pass a credit check to even go to Shrine. There right? you go. <laughs> that's funny. So I think the uh, the, the grand tally was, uh, I think it was uh, 162 oh, Jesus. bottles of champagne, 42 bottles of Grey Goose vodka, 
Which isn't even that great, by the way. 165 bottles of Markers Make or Makers Makers Mark. Mark. Makers Mark. Thank you. There's my dyslexia. That's okay. Mine mine kicked (laughs) over yours, so we took care of it. Um, This this is pretty cool. 21 shots of Fireball. (laughs) So he had a he had a gay guy with him. Oh, (laughs) triggered. Sorry. I'm I'm not looking for the warning, Ed. And last but not least, um, I believe it was uh, like 14 or 15 mixed drinks of various varieties. $106,000. Oh, my God. Just pretty much essentially pissed away. And I think Ed said it best before we went hot. Did nobody learn anything from Hammer? No. no. Pissing your money away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cripes, Gronk. Donate $106,000 to the Loki and Tony show, bro. How many of those people were actually his friends, and how many of them just kind of showed up? I would say. And I, you're, you're Gronkowski. Everybody knows who you are. You're in New England. I would say five people yeah. were actually his actual friends. Well, you know friend. what they say. Gronk is more fun drunk. So and that's what I mean. He's you know, probably a better player. He's fun me. when he's not sober. He's right. fun when he's not sober. My bad. So, yeah. What kind of fucked up shit? But I'll you tell you what, man. You got to give it to him. I mean, he does. <laughs> He's got a good time every time he makes the media. He, it's, yeah. it's usually something like this. If it's not you know? WrestleMania, it's drinking his ass off at Fox. Let's put yeah. this into perspective too. That was just the tab. Yeah. Imagine how much he had to throw down for tip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True. So and and you know if he's a celebrity, if he just puts down the standard ten, fifteen percent, they're gonna look at him like he's cheap. Oh wait, 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 wait. Time out. Offsides clipping. Now think about that. Do the math. Ten to fifteen percent of a hundred and six thousand. I would not bitch one bit. Yeah. Ten percent is ten thousand dollars. Like oh shit, a ten thousand dollar tip. I just bought me a car. Fuck you. Thank you. Bye. I mean, I hope he tipped well. You. That's a lot of liquor. There's a lot of liquor for if if any of them were. Well, important people, a lot right. of holier than thou elitist right. douchebags. Right, you know? exactly. So, now, and the, and the, the he thing, paid someone's rent. And the thing about that is, I brought up the Bruins story from 2011. They tipped 30, percent and it was a, a combination of three waitresses that kept shoveling yeah. all this alcohol at the Bruins, and it was 120 thousand dollars. So 30 percent is what 36 grand. Yeah. So each chick walked away with 12 thousand dollars. Half their year was just made. Oh, absolutely, absolutely can't beat about. It. But but they did say they don't know if Grunt if Gronk fronted the whole bill. Um, he's friends with Flo Rida, and I guess Flo Rida was was at the shrine, so uh, that was uh, you know. I don't think uh, Flo Rida pays for drinks at shrine. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's always there. Yeah, and yeah. he's so? always yeah yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about shrine, but they. Rappers love Shrine. Yeah, actually, I'm not going to rag on Shrine too much because uh, some some acquaintances of mine or uh, colleagues of mine from Volume Productions throw events there all the time, and, then, mm-hmm. and Shrine's been pretty generous. So. I've never oh, been yeah. in there. I've heard about it. I hear it's a nice it place. It is nice. It is yeah. nice. Yeah, um, I haven't been in there. But myself, if you're a, but, if you're yeah. if you're a professional ball player of any of the sports, uh, hockey, baseball, basketball, football, I'd even throw the soccer team that nobody goes and watches. Chances are you're going to end up at Foxwoods or Mohegan at one of the main clubs, and you're going to throw a lot of money around. Yeah, it's they Shrine has. It's one of those places where Shrine has not allowed one of the DJs that was booked to play there to go in because he wasn't wearing a collared shirt. What? Like, like that's how serious they are. They yeah, they, they just, have a certain up, upscale clientele. They're also a sushi bar. Uh, I don't know if you know that, yeah, but yeah. they're also a sushi bar. Speaking I want to go. It's nice. Um, 
We'll have to get Loki a haircut first, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> criteria. Speaking but he, of sushi, before you go on, go I hate to say it, but if you're in the southeastern Connecticut area and you want to come out on July 1st, please do. Tokyo Sushi celebrates its second anniversary, and it's the night of Lady J's birthday from Viking Entertainment, yeah. and it's going to be one grand fucking spectacular party. Come out. The guys from L&J are going to be there. It's going to be Lady J's birthday. It's going to be the two-year celebration of Tokyo Sushi. You can't beat that. But no, no, you no. can the night before. That's not how you get him there. How do you get him there? Full menu all night. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Big plus. Big plus. I love that, too. Yeah, and the full night, menu all night. The night before, and we're still trying to figure out logistics, Loki and I will be accepting our Connecticut Hall of Honor award, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't care if it's a piece of paper with my name written on it. I'm thrilled. And crayon. Crayon, magic marker, blood. I don't care. It, that, that, that's just – that makes me believe even more in what we started and all the doubters and haters – can kiss our exactly. Ass. It's gonna say something like "Thanks for participating," and, and oh, Jabroni's no, gonna lose Brian, his mind. Yeah, participation. No. His eyes gonna go red, and the trigger warning's gonna go off in his head. No, you can't do It'll that to me. It'll be over. So, Ed, we got five minutes. Uh, something on your mind before we call our fantastic guest? Absolutely. And I'm pissed. I know you are. But save the big shit for later. We got All right, a lot. I'll, I'll, we got a lot. Give I'll us something you're a little that. pissed about. Hold on. Well, some I'm a little pissed about. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm a little pissed about. Okay, yeah. So I'm a little pissed about. So Amazon uh, has bought Whole Foods. I heard. Yes. And uh, Verizon bought uh, Yahoo. Yep. Yep. And uh, there's a uh, greaseball little politician that's like, oh, my God, we got to break up Amazon. Why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever been to a Whole Foods. They have like, uh, it's like an all natural organic mm-hmm. food store. And, and they have some of the best organic beer selections you will ever right, find they anywhere. Do. Uh, they have uh, organic soda, stuff like that. Whatever you, I've actually bought this soda there before called Gus. It's just, it's a novel concept. Less sugar. Um, Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> kind of like my tasty diet Dr. Pepper right over here. And if you've been to one, of course, you know that the price tag is kind of hefty being that kind of store. You know, it's a niche store. Right. And their Whole Foods business model was kind of failing them. Like, they report losses. So Amazon picked them up because they're trying to get in the grocery business. This is going to make Whole Foods cheaper for everybody. Which would be great. Well, it would be fantastic. Except for the people that put the money in their pockets. And I think that's where Ed's going with this is that some jackass sitting in a – $42,000 $42,000 a week fucking office and be like, no, 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 we must jack up the prices because I need another fucking villa in Aspen or some bullshit like that. Absolutely. Well, the idea is is they – all right, I am not going to hate on Amazon. I like Amazon and, mm-hmm. you know, Amazon's done some good things and they've made a lot of things cheaper for people, you know? And this whole thing like, oh, we need to break up Amazon because – um, they're unfair to like smaller businesses or whatever. It, it's uh, I forget what they call uh, what, what uh, is what's it that that um, they're trying to keep a monopoly. Oh yeah, yeah antitrust yeah, yeah, yeah. laws. Antitrust laws. Yeah. Antitrust laws. The first of all, Amazon is not a monopoly. No. Um, they don't buy every business. They don't have a, a monopoly on any business. Um, so it just kind of annoys me. And Verizon buying Yahoo. Yahoo is a failing search engine. Um, it's unfortunate. Some people but yeah. will lose their jobs, yes, but most of them will well, keep them you know, because Verizon is buying Yahoo. Before before I dial up the phone and get our guest on the line, um, Yahoo is good for a lot of things. Like I used to when I was working in an office, Yahoo News, and they would give you 
seriously, some of the best news, Washington Post, New York Times, they would just pow, 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 pow. Yeah, it was, Yahoo's a good aggregator for that stuff. Yeah. And, Google still hasn't quite got it right. No, and their sports, let me tell you, Yahoo Sports, if you're a sports guy like me or like Loki, you go to Yahoo Sports to find the the, the real news, mm-hmm. not this fluff piece like, Matt Ryan bought a car, nobody gives a fuck. Matt Ryan goes to camp three weeks early and is right. bringing the wide receiver, and, and they're getting the real good hard news. They are the ESPN of the internet. Yahoo also used to be the best damn game of pool. Oh, without question. <laughs> they used to have, and I can't remember, it, it floated to Facebook in the infancy, but they had the little ass kicker game where right. you put your friend's face on the thing and you kick their ass. I think I think Yahoo's big issue was is they oversaturated their site. Um, so some Probably. people kind of went to Google, but Google's never quite got the news thing down, no matter how many times I try to customize it. Right. And uh, one of the comments from the peanut gallery says, don't believe Gronk says, don't believe everything you read. And there's a link here. So guys, when the, when the feed is over, go back and find Kerry's comment, read the comment, but Hey, it's, it's kind of like out there, Gronk, you were there. There's a tab. It's already floated through the internet with your signature on it that says, "Hey, I just blew a hundred six thousand freaking dollars on alcohol." Look, I feel bad, kind of, when I drop a hundred bucks on alcohol. I get hollered at if I drop fifty bucks on alcohol. My trip to Maine, I brought home two hundred dollars worth of beer that we all sat around and tried, and it was for a good cause because I was told I could do it. And bada bing, there we were. But at the end of the day, a hundred and six thousand. That could have gone to Boys and Girls Club. That could have gone to the GoFundMe for Gage Stevens, which I will mention at the end of the show. If you do not know about it, when this is over, go to the Loke and Jabroni Show Facebook page. It is pinned to the top. This little boy was born without a bone in his leg. That is very important. He's going to need a lot of medical help. But we'll talk about that later. Uh, another comment from the peanut gallery says, I'm pissed I wasn't there. Dude, I'm there with you. Because I I wouldn't mind like two three hundred bucks in Crown Royal from Gronk, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? This is the part where I excuse myself from Facebook, and I'm going to pick up this phone. And we're going to call our guest du jour for the night to lead off. Do you know what's fucked up? So as we said earlier in the show, Gene Simmons is an asshole. <laughs> he really is. Bill, are you there? <laughs> Yes, I'm there. How are you? Good. Welcome, everybody. This is Bill Starkey. Back in 1831, he started the Kiss Army, the original well, Kiss at, Army. At least you got it right and didn't call me Mike Sharkey. Oh, Mike Sharkey. I heard I heard that story. I'm going to leave that for another time. But welcome again, Bill. Bill's been on a couple different times. He was here for Mystery Science Theater 3000 with Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. History. Science History, theater. science there. Yeah. My mistake. See, that's why you're a ve- here. Very popular episode, by that's the way. That's right. And he was here um, on a two-part episode way back in the infancy to talk about the whole Kiss Army thing. And, Bill, I reached out to you first. In the news recently is Gene Simmons wanting to put a patent on not just the devil horns. He's putting the whole I love you sign on his patent registration because he's the first one to use it in October of 1974 and this and that and the other thing. You were there. You're the Kiss Army guy. What do you think about this? Well, you know, <laughs> I I was watching the Today Show the other day, and all of a sudden they're doing an episode about – they're doing a thing about Kiss. They're talking about the band. 
And these days, you don't even see a band on the Today Show, a classic rock band like Kiss, unless somebody passed on. Right. So, so I thought, well, maybe this is this is what he's he's trying to do here because I was shocked. I didn't expect. I mean, I, I'd heard about it, but I didn't think he would get get that kind of coverage. And of course, the people on the Today Show didn't have have a feeling about it one way or the other. I will say, as someone who saw the early Kiss shows. I never saw that hand gesture till much later. Gene was doing a lot of uh, audience participation things with his arms and stuff like that. And I remember one time I was there when an interview guy asked him where he got this one deal at, and he said, well, he he, he was watching some ROTC thing, and the soldiers were doing it, so he started doing it. But as far as any hand gestures, I never saw anything like that. But, you know, we'll see how, how far this goes. You know, I mean... Uh, at one time, you know, classic rock bands like Kiss in the late 70s, the money was just coming in and rolling in, and, and things just not like that anymore, and the music business is different. So is it just Gene's way of, I guess, trying to uh, maximize profits, I guess? Is this really a relevancy thing? Is this just to put his name in the news because they're coming back to the States, they have a tour going on? Is this something that if I piss enough people off, maybe I can get people to buy tickets to the show? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know that. I, I think he, when I was doing Kiss Army stuff in the early days, Alan Miller, who worked for him, and I was always worried about negative publicity, and Miller told me, he said, any publicity is good publicity. And Miller used to work for Shep Gordon and Alice Cooper, and of course, Alice Cooper made a reputation off that. So, um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I know, I don't say I know Paul Stanley, but. I'm not sure Paul Stanley does things that way. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, so maybe that's why the two guys are different, but uh, is Gene trying to trademark this? I, I think it's in the publicity thing, but, um, you know, it was like the show I went to, his solo show that he originally advertised the show on our local radio station as a fan participation event. He said, if you could sing, if your kid could sing, well, you played an instrument, he'd want you to submit your request to the casino, mm-hmm. and there was really no place on that website to do it. I go to the show, and really it was kind of a disorganized thing where just a lot of fans kept up on stage and did their thing, and it was nothing like the show I saw the other the other time when a kid actually got up and took the guitar and played Parasite, and it was great. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be that kind of a participation type thing, like much like they did in the KISS conventions back in the mid-90s. I was about right. to reference that because I saw one in Providence, Rhode Island, where a little kid got up and played drums to, I think it was Strutter. Yeah. Which well, is- and I, I was looking forward to something like that. This thing that I went to was somewhat disorganized. I mean, uh, there was people storming the stage, and there was in there, and a couple times there were a couple women that went on the stage. That I actually was afraid for Gene's safety because anybody can go up on that stage and do anything. And, you know, I, I was around when... I mean, I remember what happened to John Lennon. I mean, right. yeah. and I thought that was pretty scary. And I looked at the people, the security people there, and I thought they were kind of having a hard time figuring out, you know, well, if we had this open stage thing like here, just anybody can come up here at random. And then, and then the two, one of the two ladies told, told a real sad story about her brother losing both of his legs, and he was a Kiss fan. And I thought, well, am I on a Dr. Phil show here or something? And, <laughs> and, and, and then, of course, Gene wasn't giving out Dr. Phil advice. His advice was just... Here's a here's a picture and an autograph and, oh. and here's the next person. Well, what else can no, he say? No, I mean, because somewhat it was embarrassing to some degree, you know, because you don't want to have people come up there and tell their sob stories. And I felt bad for Gene to have to listen to that. 
But when you open the stage up like that, that's what you get yourself into. But then again, here's a guy who the last couple tours that I went to, um, which was 2014, 2012, and 2009, they're giving away those giant golf checks to the Wounded Warrior Foundation, and he says how much he believes in the concept, and these these ladies tell their stories like, that's great, here's a picture, beat it. Well, I mean, I I think, you know, I, I, I don't know, it, it, it was... I kind of felt bad for Gene to have to be kind of subjected to that because a concert like that to me is a good time. It's it's something that to celebrate and have a good time. I mean, that's the way kids shows should be. And to have a couple of ladies come up there and tell tell sad stories was uh, was kind of uncomfortable for all of us. I have a but question. I mean, though. you know, it is it, that's what happens when you open the stage like that. And and um, um, you know, I I uh, I would I am I glad I went? I'm glad I went, but I I won't go again. And I mean, it was it was you got the gene humor. I mean, and, and oddly, honestly, I know you you're starting the same way saying Gene's and an a hole, but Gene's a good guy, and and he's he's actually a very funny guy. And I got I got some gene humor at the concert, um, but you know you're gonna get that kind of gene humor if you watch Family Jewels. You know the the gay jokes, the marriage jokes, the sex jokes, and of course the proverbial. Downloading his bad jokes. I mean, you're always going to get that kind of stuff. You know, but you know, then he brings a teleprompter. His teleprompter was a piece of um, cardboard, and each time he would have some guy bring a cardboard up, sit in front of him, and he'd go, "Oh God, I have to play that song next." I mean, it was just kind of I don't know. I I found it humorous, but like I said, I wouldn't go again. But and see, I've watched some of those videos that have come through, obviously YouTube people privately videoing, and I don't know what was the I don't know what the protocol was at these shows. What I do know is I've watched some of these shows. He, he's going through the motions. Here, let me play something from Asshole or my 78th solo album. I'm obviously going to play Dr. Love, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, th- between that, going through the motions deal, and trying to trademark a hand signal that goes that predates Gene Simmons by easily 50 years, you know, I'm a guy who's got Gene Simmons' face tattooed to my left leg. I love the guy that much. I've always been such a huge kiss freak. And just recently uh-huh. on this show, I said, you know what? My next move is to get it freaking covered up with flowers or a dolphin or something. <laughs> because I just can't take it. Every time somebody, some, he says something stupid in the news, whether it's about Prince or the hand symbol or what have you, I'm the guy who's getting bombarded. I'm sure you, you would have gotten the same in 1978 if the cell phone was invented. And... Same here with me in the 80s, if the cell phone was invented, where they're saying, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? How do you feel now? This is your freaking hero. He's one of, he was one of my heroes. I get that yeah, about well, Kanye. I mean, he's, he's a, like I said, Gene's, Gene's a good guy. I mean, a lot of that, especially, I've always kind of been somewhat annoyed when he goes, goes on to do his interviews, and he has to do this wrestling shtick. You know, like, well, we've, we've sold this many albums, and we've done that. And he doesn't realize that then, uh, then I meet people sometime at a party, and they'll say, well, I, I never met the guy, but I didn't like what I heard on a certain particular show. I'm like, and I say, well, that's just all for radio. I said, he's not really like that. I mean, it's, he's selling a product. It's, you know, and, and, um, that's the difference between him and Paul Stanley. And that's fine. I mean, if everybody in the band was exactly alike, it'd be pretty boring. So I don't know how far this trademark thing will go. Um, I, I really think 80% of it was just to get into the news. I don't know how he could get any kind of, residuals out of it i mean i don't know what is he gonna do is he gonna stalk my facebook and every time me and my daughter throw up that sign in a picture which we do often is he gonna come to my house uh, 
Excuse me, I'm going to need five dollars from you. You'll get a cease and desist letter right? from Facebook. I, I've heard I've heard funny legends or tales that they that people have told me that he he uh, that he well, he was on eBay and he looks for bootleggers and all that on his in his free time. Um, I don't doubt that I, at all. I, I don't know. I mean, but I, I do have one kind of sad story. I mean, um, when he was doing the Indy Racing League thing here in Indianapolis, and my, my brother, who was kind of on the fence about being a fan anyway, my brother thought he'd get his attention by, by bringing an old 8x10 black and white picture uh, that was very rare of me and Gene back in 1975 at the radio station. And he thought he would get Gene's attention with the picture. Well, instead of getting Gene's attention, Gene lectured him, and he said, I'll sign this, but I don't want to see it on eBay tomorrow. My oh brother my was God. My brother was done with it. I mean, done. I mean, it is, he's over with it. And I mean, that it was kind of sad. And then, I mean, I, I just try to tell Jonas as well, you know, you must have just caught him on a bad day or something. But I have to ask, you know. I have to ask because I believe it was Dale Sherman's book uh, almost 20 years ago. I don't know if you read it, Black Diamond, The Unauthorized History of Kiss. You ever yeah. Read? Okay. So, you, oh, you're actually, you're in that I'm, book. I'm in, I'm oh, in my the, God, the, I forgot um, that. I'm in the First, first part, I think, of the Kiss Fact book. Dale's a good guy. Yeah. I remember there's a story in there where they're on a plane somewhere in the mid-'80s, and he's telling people, we played to a half a million people in Brazil, and Paul Stanley gave him the what for about stop. Just stop. 147,000 people. Let it go. Stop blowing up what isn't. And it just seems that in the 80s, that started with Gene. And I'm sure he's a great guy. I'd love to meet him. I'd love to sit down and have coffee with him because obviously he doesn't drink or I'd have a beer with him. But right. that explains so much, wouldn't it? And I just don't understand why. What is what is the fascination with bluster? Your kiss. You're forty years on. People flock to see you. I, Eddie, I, go can, ahead. Can I comment on that? You I can. think it's totally ironic that. Gene Simmons is like that because what genre of music is built around that kind of smack talk? Rap. And what did he say about rap? Rap is garbage and it should be. Gene Simmons is a rapper. Let's keep it real. He also come out and said that that today's rappers are actually today's rock stars. In other words, that the popular music acts that he sees now don't have the pizzazz that the rock stars did in his day. So, in his opinion, the real rock stars in, in the year 2017 are actually the rappers. Now, he has said that. Oh, so. yeah. No, he did. He, he said in and the same breath. I can breath. see his point there as far as the bravado and all. Sure, because um, I can't, I can't, I could probably name five bands right now that are from the last 10 years, maybe 15 years, that are honest to goodness rock stars. And the rest of them are just nickelback pap. But yeah, oh, yeah. You, you can name. Flo Rida, Kanye West. Um, I'm not a rap guy, so I don't know a lot of their names. If I could get my nine-year-old over here, she could probably oh, rattle off God, like 60 God. of them. Right. Those wobble, could, wobble rapper dudes. Like, I, I hate, you could probably ugh. rattle off a bunch of names, but, you know, again. Only that, good ones. In that situation, <laughs> Gene's right. Rappers are the rock stars right now. But your Gene, uh, pardon my French, Bill, your Gene fucking Simmons. You don't need... <laughs> To put your flag up in the air every time you want to make some publicity because you're coming back to the States and we got this yeah, great like, tour and the outfits and the fire and it, the smoke and the whatnot, here's the greatest the thing. hits. We, we, we pick on Nickelback all the time, but okay, but uh, who was the lead singer there? Chad, Chad Kroger. Kroger. Chad Kroger isn't like calling other singers like sucker MCs and crap like that. No. Gene Simmons is like 
he's like that, and it's weird. Have you ever, Eddie? Have you ever read one of his books, Gene Simmons? Yeah. No. Well, if you get, I, I used to here's the thing. He was on Politically Incorrect a lot. Uh, I used to watch that. If you get a chance to read one of Gene Simmons's books, go drink the water in Flint. He, that would be easier. He debated with uh, he debated with Gary Johnson, by the way. Yes, he did. Yeah. He, I just don't understand it. And and Bill, you were around him. You you knew him as a person. I don't know when your last interaction with Gene actually was, but in your in your mind, in your opinion, where does this? Just, I guess, narcissism or megalomania come from those guys. I have to show people who I am once again. I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, I'm not sure. Again, I still think it's a, it's a thing that's done for, for the media. It's a thing to done. You know, I mean, um, we're talking about it. Yeah. He, yeah, exactly. We're talking about it, and um, like I said, he, that's what he, he got on the Today Show over, it. and so. Um, and that's, that's a good thing. I mean, lots of times I've had people come up to me and start, something will come up about me and the Kiss Army and, and, and there'll be somebody in the room will say, well, are they still around? I'll think, well, yeah. So people don't know that. So I guess he feels it's his, he has to put it out there. So, I mean, you know, I, don't you guys think it's odd that he's touring with his band and, and really Kiss is just playing select cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that's kind of different. I don't know. I mean, um, See, this is the I mean, thing it, that gets me. This is the thing that gets me like, okay, so Kiss, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, all of them, they're at that point in their career where all they have to be is artists. You know, they'll still record, they'll, they'll write some good songs and they won't be hits. You know, Gene is not getting there yet. Like when I saw him do that Firestarter thing, I was like, you got to be kidding me. That was 13 years ago, and yeah, yeah. He, was trying to, he was trying to put himself at the front page of popular music. Right. Your gene, again, I'm going to say it like I mean it. I got the guy's <laughs> name. I got the guy's face tattooed to my leg. You are Gene fucking Simmons. Your name, the band's name, the face paint, the fireworks, the greatest hits. You throw in a curveball every now and again. That sells the show. Nobody, and I'll say this right now with all due respect to... Say Mike Brandvold, who who was going to be here tonight. That's my fault, guys. If you were waiting for Mike Brandvold, I apologize. We had Bill Starkey lined up too. Everything's copacetic. Here he is. He's a good guy. He's an Indiana boy. Go Hoosiers! By the way, Bill, we've decided today your guest co-host. You've been on the show too many times. Yeah. Well, you know, I can't wait to hear Mike's opinion because Mike's he's the perfect marketing business minded to talk talk to about this kind of stuff, and he's actually dealt more with Gene. Oh, without question. Than I have. Well, so, well, you know, I can't imagine what Mike's got to say about well, it. But, you know, I mean, I enjoyed Gene's show when I went to it because you get, he's not going to joke with you on stage when he's in, when his demon costume as he did this way. And, and I've always found him quite funny. And, um, you know, I mean, he was even poking fun at the fans, and I don't think the fans realized that they were kind of being made fun of. But, you know, it, it, it's no harm. I mean, I, the highest ticket was $75. The lowest ticket was 30 I mean, if, if he was asking a hundred and a half to go to this thing, yeah, I might have been a little upset. But, you know, like I said, it, it was it, – I, I got what I wanted out of it. Yeah, I mean, It but, also might have been a half haul if he asked for 150 Well, I mean, you know, I heard guys in the front row had paid a lot of money, which would have upset me if I was in the front row because a lot of the people that were getting on stage weren't on the front row. They were just – Standing on, on the front of the security barrier, just waiting for Gene's next, you know, request. Well, I need, 
four girls over here and four girls over oh, here. Lord. I need ten guys. And these people would storm the stage. And I'm like, wow. And his only stipulation was, no, don't bring your drinks up here. Okay. Well, it didn't matter how some of them were drunk as, I, as it was anyway. But, I mean, it was okay. But, like I said, nobody played guitar. No kids came up and sang. None of that stuff. I mean, it was just like... He wanted to get it over with, and I don't know. So. You, know you know, Bill, I get the humor, and I get all that. I've, I I watched every episode of Family Jewels. I, I, I I'm sorry. Uh, no, don't be. I enjoyed it. Um, well, I'm Shannon Tweed's pretty hot. I'm sitting here right here. If you guys are on the live feed, you see my little shot glass that says Kiss Army right here, a little tip of the hat to Bill. You know, I get all that, and I, I've I've been a part of this not quite as long as you have, but when I was seven years old is when I got indoctrinated into the KISS Army, if you were, the KISS world or the KISS universe, however you want to put it. And there's always – it just seems to come down to Gene. Whenever there's a defense of the band, not so much the music, but of their speaking, Paul Stanley is very, very matter-of-fact. He is. He's very low-key, but – even Paul speaks in a circle sometimes. If you watch some of his stuff from the last 10 years, he kind of talks in a circle. Hey, Paul, what do you think about the current crop of heavy metal? Well, you know, I'm just thinking that, you know, Kiss did, and I get it. But Gene just comes out and says, fuck this, fuck that, fuck you, fuck your mom, and Kiss is the greatest, and eat my ass. And that's what gets me is that you, you are, again, I'm going to say it, you are Gene fucking Simmons. You don't need to do this. And the whole, yeah. and the whole hand gesture thing to me, and I saw the, uh, somebody shared it online, the copyright or the patent, whatever, what is he? He's trying to patent. Yeah, it would have to be a patent. Yeah. But I don't, here's the thing, I don't think you can legally patent something like that. I don't that. think you can because somebody in response said, well, here's the Beatles album where John does it in reverse. He's got the back of your hand, but with the same hand symbol. It's just not forward. You know what's funny? You're a parent. You know this. Newborn yes. babies, that's usually one of the first things they figure out how to do with their fingers. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's like that's the first. It's a natural hand gesture. Mm -hmm. And going back, and I, I referenced Dale Sherman's book earlier, and I'm going to share this video with Dale when it's over because I'm friends with him. You know, he mentions in very early interviews, and Bill, you might remember this, well, the hand gesture I got from Doctor Strange, and if you turn it this way, it's Spider-Man, and it's this and that. He basically <laughs> he basically admitted in 1978 or 1982 or whenever he did this interview that I stole this. You know, I, I just don't get it. The bluster needs to go. You're 67 years old. You can you can just walk into anywhere. This, walk into he, a restaurant. I'm Gene Simmons. They're going to get you the I'm gonna best. I'm going to address table. the uh, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. You do realize this makes Gene Simmons a patent troll. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. If, yes. if he's Well, it's funny that you guys are talking to me about trademarks. Me of all people, the guy with the Kiss Army. Right. <laughs> I mean, come on. I I get jokes about that. I don't trademarks, know copyrights or whatever. Right? You know? I, I don't know who bought me this shot glass, but every time I look at it, Bill, I think of you. Oh well, I'm I'm shocked because I I never wrote a kiss song or whatever. But let me throw this one out there for no, you guys. But you can you can um, patent a fan maybe club. You, you wonder about Gene taking taking credit for things. I think what about all the stuff that that Kiss that a lot of people borrowed from Kiss through the years that Gene probably felt they didn't get credit for. Well, oh, definitely Motley Crue. Definitely, club. oh easily. I think Kiss was the first band to do a meet and greet. Now everybody does it. Yeah. Well, I mean, let, look at it from, the, from that perspective. Maybe Gene always felt that there was a lot of stuff Kiss did that they never got true credit for. I've always told people, and I'm pretty unbiased about this. I mean, I mean, I went to see U2 uh, Friday night in Louisville, the stadium. I'll go see a lot of different acts. 
But when it came to stage shows, Kiss perfected it. Oh, I always, and everybody does oh, them now. Oh, well, last year, uh, not this February, but the February prior, uh, my girlfriend and I went and saw Garth Brooks in Worcester, Massachusetts. And there's fire and there's flames and all this. And she goes, isn't this great? I'm like, yeah, I Kiss did it better. And she looked at me with a kind of an offside glance. And I'm like, don't forget, Garth Brooks grew up on Kiss. Oh yeah, he always gives credit. And she and she says, "Oh, that makes sense now." And every time the fireworks went off, and boom, slap, bam, thank you, Worcester, good night, or whatever. You had there was a what's that alter ego he he was doing Gaines? Oh, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. That was that was him tapping into his rock and roll fetish. So another another nod to Kiss. Yeah, I mean, so I just feel Gene's just thinking of situations where the band people borrowed stuff from the band, and they never got any kind of recognition for it because it all goes back to like the rock and roll hall of fame stuff. When I told people, um, they asked, well, do you think kids should have gone on in their music? And I said, well, not as much as their music kids should go in because they they were a cultural phenomenon that influenced so many other people to pick up a guitar. The they influence. may not have played kiss music, but you know, here's the thing though, like real, real, like culture warriors are going to know this stuff. You know, that's, that's the thing you can't expect the the casual listener, casual fan of Kiss to really dig into these things. Right, you know? and I, I'll agree with that. And you can look at all these Scandinavian black metal bands, or you can look at King Diamond, or you can look at Motley Crue, like you mentioned earlier, with the oh, face yeah. paint and this and that. And going forward, when Kiss started to get real glammy in that whole, what I, I know everybody calls it that, but it's the B. Arthur stage, where they wore the glittery bullshit, here comes Poison. Another big influence of theirs was... Kiss, um, going into the '90s, Smashing Pumpkins. Who's one of their big influences? Kiss. You go, it just it, it trickles back, and it wasn't until the '90s where everybody started to come out and say Kiss was a big influence because in the '80s, Kiss was a dirty word. But mm-hmm. now we're here in 2017, where if you say Kiss, people go, "Ah, oh, cool, Kiss, rock and roll." Oh shit, should I, I should not put up but my hand here, gesture. Here's the thing, though. I don't, don't want to do that. Here's the thing, though. To go back to my point earlier, this is the era where. I call it the MTV Unplugged era, where Gene Simmons and Stanley should be doing acoustic nights. They and, already did it, you know, twenty-two and, years ago. Well, that's what great. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But this, this is like that era for them to just be they, artists. They do it before you know? the shows. They have a special acoustic little gimmick. And if you go on the cruise, anybody wants to go on the Kiss cruise? My girlfriend wants me to go. I get seasick. Fuck that. Well, but they do an that, acoustic yeah, gimmick. Here's the thing: if they stuck with that as opposed to this 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 shock trolling. And it's what it is. It's trolling. Gene Simmons is trolling the culture right now. To me, and, and I agree with you 100%, and we'll ask Bill in just a second. To me, this whole thing by Gene Simmons to patent the hand signal, and I know Bill talked about the show he went to. We talked about it in depth on the phone. I think it was a week ago Wednesday. There, were, There's just – you're coming back to the States. We're doing maybe 20 shows. I All you have to do, like Channel 3 here in Hartford did, um, I don't know how long ago they played here. I wake up every morning. I turn on CBS News. I'm getting ready. I'm tying my tie. And it's like, here comes Kiss, and it's going to be the Rock the Nation Freedom to Rock bullshit tour of the year. And they're having whatever bullshit band open for them. That's all you need because the name itself has lasted, what is it now, 27 days? 40 Three mm-hmm. years. Two generations. It's like the yeah. Stones. This, you know, Mick Jagger doesn't have to go out and say, well, I invented the duck face. I'm going to patent it. And every chick on <laughs> fucking Snapchat has to pay me money. Horseshit. Uh, now Gene Simmons is doing exactly the same thing. For what? It comes down, for me, to one word, publicity. Bill, I'd like to know what you think. 
Well, you're you're right. It is publicity. Like I said, they're trying to, uh, or at least Gene probably feels that he's never gotten enough credit for all this stuff. Kiss has helped influence and in, in far part of rock culture, and and nope. maybe this is just his way of just reminding people that hey, you know, I know, but to I be came fair, up with this and. Uh, I, I cringe. I don't, I don't know that. I don't really think it's as much as for money, as much as it's for PR. Mm. See, I cringe when people call Elvis the king of rock and roll, as Chris will attest. I know we've had this. Like, I think Chuck Berry is the king of rock and roll. So yeah. nobody gets yeah. credit for things that they do, you know, it, or all the credit. But then, like, we'll go back. For every Beatles, there's the Stones. Right. For every Chuck Berry, there's an Elvis. For every Kiss, there's an Alice Cooper. For right. every Motley Crue, there's a Poison. There's always the counterbalance. And it's just a matter of sticking up for what you believe in. I'm at a point at almost 45 years old with a tattoo on my leg and just I've been a card-carrying, flag-waving, at times makeup-wearing member of the KISS Army who is about to say, seen him. fuck you, Gene Simmons. I can't do this anymore because it just smacks so much of sensationalism. But you can separate the artist from the art. I tried to, but so that, I, with this know, situation, it's it, it's really it's hard. Trolling, pure trolling. And, you know, Chris, I'm not going to try to apologize or anything. I mean, as a fan, you you paid your dues, and I guess it's up to Gene to come clean with people like yourself. Because I mean, I don't know what else to say. I well, mean, what, uh, what's the famous quote, Bill? We're the bosses. He just works for us. Do you remember? Well, and there, and, and you know what? You'll you'll pay you Gene will pay through your participation in regards to uh, what you're willing to spend on Kiss products. I guess. Oh man, you know, guys. I mean, it's it, like it, it's but... like I chose to go to this Kiss show with Gene because I'd like the reviews. I'd like what people said in Cleveland and like what people said in Philadelphia, and it looked like something different compared to the typical Kiss show. And new stuff, and more laid back, more fan participation. I thought, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I mean, I, I don't have anything else going on. It's a Friday night. School's out. I'll drive up to Anderson, Indiana, and lo and behold, it's what I saw. So, I mean, you, you pay with your dollars. I mean, Kiss has got a great, this huge show coming up in Chicago. And I'm, I mean, it sounds good. That's a three-day event, but, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it just it just all depends. You know, I think we should so, be clear. We're, n- nobody on this show is saying that Kiss should be boycotted. Or oh, anything. absolutely not. But we definitely, you definitely should be critical. Look, I'll be and, honest, Ed. If they, if they, if I heard that right down here at Mohegan Sun Arena, just a skip away from where we are, Kiss September, whatever, here they come. I will knock my mother over to go to the show, and it will be my forty-fifth Kiss show. And I don't, I'm, I wear that like a badge. This is what, they, they, but at the I'm same assuming, time, how how much is too much? I'm assuming Kiss still sell shows. Oh yeah, so sold out. Doesn't every even time. need to do this. That's what I'm saying. It, it's like that's why I'm saying I think it's just trolling. That's all. And and I, actually, Bill, I wanted to ask you a question. Like, how much of this is Gene Simmons as a person? And how much of this is Gene Simmons, the reality star? Oh, it's, it's all reality star. Because it's all reality star. That's I why mean, I have I, trouble I, believing it. I mean, I, I know it sounds funny to say this, but um, I don't know. Gene's just, I don't know. My experiences with Gene have always been a really, you know, positive experience. I mean, oh, I'm sure. Um, do you guys remember the uh, the the uh, uh, 
NPR thing he did with uh, the girl. and um, Oh, yes. With uh, Fresh Air. Oh, that thing was horrible. My mother called me the day that I was, I heard your Gene Simmons was on. And, <laughs> and if you listen to that, I mean, now me, I laughed about it. But a lot of people were really offended. And I think if he had to do it over again, he probably wouldn't have done it. But, it, but it's happened. It's, it's over with and whatever. But when I heard that, I thought, that's not that's not my experiences with Gene. Right. But, you know. And that's why you're the I guy mean, we call. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm not being the, the apologist. I'm just saying that. I just think most of this stuff is for for publicity, and, and it gets gets some recognition. I mean, they got a concert coming up in Chicago. They're they're playing select shows, and he's playing a lot of cities with with this band of his. So he's in. Like I said, he got on the Today Show. So who knows where else he got on? And, and you know, you know, one of the things about all of this, whether it's the hand gesture or the things he said about Prince, or you can go back a couple years earlier about Robin Williams. Gene cannot put the toothpaste back in the tube. Once you've squeezed it, <laughs> it squoze, brother. You cannot take back what you've said. And that goes to a lot of people in a lot of realms of life. Once you say it, it's out there. And I can't imagine what it's like when Paul Stanley hears that stuff and oh, like cringe like, oh my God. Bill, because I don't know how I don't know how much you have to do with Twitter at all. No, not hardly at all. Okay, I, I'm I'm a Twitter guy. I just recently, in the last couple of years, came back onto the Twitterverse, and we use it for the show. And to watch after Gene said what he said about Prince, and then Paul comes yeah. and says, you know, hey, what Gene says doesn't necessarily reflect what I say. And then Shannon right. jumps on him, and then Paul jumps on Shannon, and it's like, oh, there's trouble in paradise. No, there isn't. These are three individuals, much like on this show, there's three individuals who right. – we work together. We don't always agree, but when we do right. agree, we're going to just go forward and blaze a trail. In this situation, Paul said, well, you know what? I'm not going to buy what Gene says. I'm just going to say he's wrong. I, it doesn't reflect what I think. And then Shannon said, how can you do that? You're such a bad partner. He's like, yeah, I'm such a bad partner. How's your house, by the way? <laughs> you know? Well, that's reality, too. Come on. I mean, Softcore porn pays. Well, yeah, her movies were great if you're 21 and single. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, when Gene comes out and says this stuff, I mean, it's for publicity, but maybe he doesn't realize he alienates people like yourself and other fans. I've, I've read a lot of stuff where people were really upset about it, but I don't know. I guess it takes a lot to get me upset these days because, I don't know, it just does. I mean, it, as I get older, I get more mellower because... I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's not worth getting worked up over. But, it's, I mean, it is nice to discuss it and, and to hear what other fans think. Like I said, Chris, when I hear your dedication and all that stuff, it just it, it makes me amazed at some of the people in the KISS Army and the things they go through, through their, for their devotion for the band is just uh, incredible. It's nuts. Ed, you had a point. Well, it, from my point of view, like, and, I, and I'm not the huge KISS fan or anything. My experience with Gene Simmons is just you know, when he's been on TV and uh, um, was arguing with Governor Gary Johnson on how they, we should have designated heroin er areas for people to shoot up and die. Well, ain't that crazy. And I was like, uh, it's a bit extreme. But um, but from my point of view, like like I mentioned with patent trolls and everything, like there are people, like there's somebody that was suing Adam Carolla because they claimed to have a patent on episodic content. And this just kind of puts Gene Simmons in that that kind of, 
cesspool and that's what i find like very disappointing especially for someone who's like at a level where he doesn't need to do that like i'm sure he could have easily called the today show and say hey i got something new i want to talk about it they probably would have had him on there i don't think he needs to go to these extreme links you know i'm going to point back to uh 2003 we had mike riccardi who authored the book just a thought away about the station nightclub fire and i was just at the station nightclub memorial in 2003 wow yeah it's that long ago um, they called. They weren't on the show in 2003, though. <laughs> who kissed? No, but they were on CNN two days later, yeah. talking about pyrotechnics, and they called on Kiss, and they said, "Hey, you know, Gene, Paul, you're the masterminds of Kiss. Everybody knows it. Look, if you don't know Gene and Paul, Lord over Kiss, uh, read a book, do something." Well, they are Kiss. They are basically, and Tommy Kiss and, Eric, and Kiss and whoever else is in the band. Tommy and Eric, as much as I love them as musicians, they're they're employees, but. They call on Gene and Paul, and they say, hey, let's talk about pyrotechnics in a concert scene. And they did a really great six-minute bit with Connie Chung, I believe. And it was very well spoken, very well thought out. And it wasn't like, buy the new record, and there'll be no talk of Vinnie Vincent anywhere. And uh, none of that. It was it was straight to the point, and they came off well. Now, you go a couple years later where they had a lull. They weren't sure. Paul was angry at this guy, and Gene was angry at Paul, and Paul was angry at Gene, and Shannon hated everybody and whatever. And they come back on the road in about 2009 with the Sonic Boom Tour. Everybody's on board. Everything's great. Now you have the Internet is growing at that point. Now the Internet is everywhere. You can't go 35 feet without somebody saying something about somebody else, and it's a pisser and yada, yada, yada. And when it's two band members doing the same thing, against each other that's a pain in the ass and mm-hmm. i think that's uh, unfortunately a world that paul stanley and gene simmons as the founders and leaders of kiss because they they own all the trademarks for. right? Oh, yes absolutely like, uh, they're stuck with each other no matter what for at least 30 years pretty much yeah all bands all bands have had that though lena mccartney keith richard and and mick jagger amen townsend roger Dalton, all these great bands Oh, the two, there's going to have two people in the band that are polar opposites, very strong personalities, but that's what makes those bands successful. So it's no different. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I said, I feel bad if you, you know, with your devotion to the band and how that will affect things, but, but, um, you know, that's something Gene's going to have to deal with. He does have strong opinions about drug abuse and things like that, and he's entitled to it, but it's just, the way he delivers it, I think that his messaging turns people is off, terrible. Whether it be That's about that or depression, or and Ed made a great point. The way he delivers the message is just right. so outright. There's terrible. no other. There's no other word to use than fucked. It yeah. really is. It really is. Bill, uh, real quick, final thoughts um, as a member of the as the founder. Let's be honest of the Kiss Army. Um, where does the band go from here after all this controversy? Well, I don't say this is all this controversy. I think it's usually just Gene being Gene. You've still got three other guys out there that are going on and around and doing things that are, you know, are, are, are that aren't getting in that kind of publicity. Um, I, I, you know, it's 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 going to be quite interesting to see what's going to come out with the band after this year. I mean, uh, they're playing a few shows. Uh, the interesting thing is Gene's playing his show, so. If you get a chance, go out and see it and, and come to your own conclusions, what you think. And, uh, you know, but you, you've been forewarned by me what you can expect. So, right. you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably not the person to ask as far as the, 
where does the band go from here? I mean, uh, it's going to be a sad day for myself and others when they're not doing anything, you right. know. So, but but I'm more of a sucker for stuff like the the the, the written kiss stuff and things like that. And, oh, sure. Um, more than the shows, something I, something's gonna something would have to be quite different for me to want to go to the shows. I think you know, because um, you know people. Uh, and then they said they're trying, and I've had people bug me about the cruise, and the cruise is awesome. And like I say, anytime people can get Kiss fans can get together and celebrate Kiss, it's a wonderful experience. But it's always at a bad time of the year for me because I'm at school, and right. and my job is different than other people's, where I just can't save up my vacation time. So, but like I said, anytime Kiss fans get together and celebrate, it's a good it's a good thing. And 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 you know. I feel bad for your situation and for, for those people that Gene may have offended um, with this trademark thing. But, um, you know, things go on and, uh, you know, what else can you say? Knowing knowing what I know of Gene Simmons, I don't think you'll ever see the end of Kiss because I'm almost certain he'll franchise it out to another group of four guys are you saying to that, go around are as Are you Kiss. saying that Kiss is going to be Menudo and it continues on for 60 I, years? I just think Gene hasn't figured out how to do it effectively yet. Okay. Fair I'm enough. convinced. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Bill Starkey. He founded the Kiss Army. He is a fantastic friend. I appreciate him every day of my life, Bill. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you guys. And say hi to Mike Bramble for me, would you please? Absolutely. As soon as I get to talk to him, I will. All right. Have All right. a good night. Thank you too, Bill. Bye-bye. Bye. From the front lines. Seriously, I mean, yes. he's got a lot more insight to Gene Simmons than anyone else other than Mike Brandfold, who unfortunately couldn't be here tonight. He was, he had himself, we booked him, kind of, but we couldn't get everything down, so don't get down on him. That was my fault. I didn't get all my particulars involved, so Mike's not going to be here tonight. Mike does want to talk about this, and he will, but... To hear Bill Starkey, who was there in the 70s, right there next to Gene, next to Paul, and if you want to go Peter and Ace, yeah, it's just, uh, how much do you want to just seek the fucking spotlight that you gotta, you gotta do shit like Would you dare to say, Bill Starkey built Kiss? No, I would say (laughs) Bill Starkey had a hand in building Kiss. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a concert just to hold up a sign that says hashtag free Starkey. Oh nice. I'll be right next to you with a hashtag Brandvold is a tool. And that's not because he couldn't appear, because that's a three sides of the coin joke. Guys, go find three sides of the coin on iTunes and tell him I sent you. But seriously, there's just there's just something about this that that strikes me as megalomaniacal and narcissistic. When like somebody it's trolling. Exactly. That's like, all it is. When, it's trolling. When somebody attacks somebody else for no other reason than I got a fucking axe to grind. And let's go to Gene Simmons. I don't know if he had an axe to grind with Prince. I don't know. They shared a couple women from what I understand. But Prince dies. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows the tox. The tox wasn't in. It took, what, eight weeks for the tox right. to come back? Three weeks in, there's Gene Simmons. Oh, he was a he was a drug addict, and he was this, and he was that, and that's when the whole Paul Stanley, Shannon Tweed, Gene Simmons Twitter war started, because you're you're operating on half the info. And when I say you're operating on half the info, it means you have to sometimes go to the source. If I got a problem with Ed, I go to Ed. If I got a problem with Mike, I go to Mike. If you guys got a problem with me, you come to me. You go to the source. I think and, uh, and with Gene Simmons, he just he's just so narcissistic and megalomaniacal. And I can't stand it anymore. I've I've ridden this train for Gene, forty years. I think Gene 
was honestly Gene is was jealous that Prince was still relevant. And I'm not saying Kiss is irrelevant, but well, I if guess- you if you put Who's more of an icon, Prince or Kiss? Uh, tough call, and I'm going to tell you why. People are going to say Prince. In 2004, I saw both acts. Mm-hmm. In 2004, I saw Prince at the Oakdale Theater in Wallingford, Connecticut. Seats about 2,500, 3,000. I saw Kiss, same year, at the, I don't even know, I call it the Meadows. I don't know what the name of it is this week. Uh, corporate yeah, sponsor, Meadow Dome, whatever. 22,000 people. Mm-hmm. To me, that argument's irrelevant. Because do I think both of them should fill up 22,000? Absolutely. I love them both. But for me, there was something about Kiss. Well, here's the thing with Kiss. This is my point on the Kiss versus Prince thing. Okay, Kiss is everything about rock and roll, rock and roll entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, shock, rock, whatever. You look at Prince... He's rock, pop, soul, R and B, hip hop, funk, cripes. You know, and he kept evolving, evolving, evolving. I can't I won't name. say Kiss evolved that much. Kiss has about three hundred songs, I can name five bad songs. Prince has yeah. about the same. I can't I cannot name a bad Prince song. Right. You know, I'm just he was just one of those people that was born to perform, born to play. Born to compose. And I'm not saying that the guys of KISS aren't that. No, I But agree. it's very different. You guys, know? I want to apologize real quick. Our partner is... Uh, uh, Loki's not feeling well, He's under guys, the weather, so, man. Yeah. And he said he would give us all he's got. So right now, it's the focus in Jabroni show. And guys, and, and send he your had, prayers out. He, he, he had one request, and that's for you to go to www.patreon.com forward slash Loki and Jabroni. Yes, he did. Donate a little. Get extra content. Get on the t-shirt plan, which... We're working on t-shirts are coming out soon. I got a list. Yep. And we we just got to we got to move forward and uh I want to mention real quick. I know I mentioned earlier before Ed gets into it, I know this is going to be lengthy and without Loki here we're going to have to carry that point because it is it's going to be fine. We can do it. It's yes we can. We're a team. That's what people don't understand. And then when I get into what's on my mind later on, you're going to find out how much of a team we are. Um Gage Stevens is a 6-month-old little boy son of a very good couple that are friends of myself and the eternal flame. Uh, he's, he was unfortunately born. I don't know. I don't have my gimmick phone in front of me to tell you what his affliction is, but his left leg is missing a fibula, which means he's not going to walk correctly. Or if he does, it's going to need a lot of medical help. If you can dig up the GoFundMe, I want to know. What Pulling it up now. Thank you, sir. Um, this is a happy, vibrant little boy. I call him Chub Rock. Um, I love him, and he loves me, and we all love him. Emma loves him. Madison loves him. Angela loves him. I love him. Everybody, Anybody who comes in contact with Gage is just so thrilled to be around this kid. But he can't. this is a very expensive procedure, and he can't do it without your help. So what I'm asking you to do is go to the Loki and Jabroni Show Facebook page. Pinned at the top is the GoFundMe for Gage Stevens. Donate five bucks. Donate ten bucks. Donate whatever you want. But let's let this kid lead a normal, healthy, productive life. Go ahead, Ed. Um, I'll just. Uh, I'm gonna read the. Uh, I'm gonna read the GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 everyone! I'd like to introduce you, introduce you to my bugs. His name is Gage, and he's the happiest boy ever. 
This little guy has been such a blessing to everyone he comes in contact with. His smile and laugh can literally turn your worst day around. Amen. Unfortunately, Gage is born with a very rare condition called fibular hemolyglia. I apologize for not being able to Close enough, you're not a doctor, don't pretend. Which means he was born without a very important bone in one of his legs. Uh, Without this bone, his legs are uneven. He won't be able to fully support himself, and there are other numerous muscular and tendon issues. Traditional treatment for this condition is to simply amputate the affected leg at the knee, but his parents refuse to let that be his only option. Uh, His parents, Ken and Stacy, are two of the most selfless people I've ever met. She has coached girls softball years after giving her all to the girls in our area. She has not only taught them softball, but made them part of her family and teaching them valuable life lessons. Ken has the same infectious smile as Gage and shares it with everyone. They have hosted foreign exchange students for years, and each child has that comes and goes stays to be part of their family. Uh, everyone knows that their house and porch are open for anyone, to any kid who needs a popsicle, an ear to listen, a shoulder to cry, a Band-Aid, or even just a last-minute game of hide-and-seek. We're all about that hide-and-seek. Absolutely. When they go someplace fun, it's never with just their own kids. They welcome any kid who is allowed to go. They are both very proud and hardworking people who would never ask for help like this, but they need it. Gage needs it. Um, most of this is just going into the disease. I won't go into that too much. Not, but, no, not necessarily. Um, travel expenses, housing, everyday life expense, expenses, and the future of astronomical health expenses are looming over this family. My bug's future holds many surgeries and many tears, earthless, tearful nights for his mom and dad, brother and sister. I like to ease that pain to them and help bring some smiles, successful treatment surgeries. If anyone deserves and needs our help, it's this one. Any amount of donation will help give Gage a fighting chance to save his leg. Absolutely. And um, from a personal note, I mean, I coached with Stacy for a couple years. Um, we're friends. Kenny, myself, Angela. Stacy, we're family. Much like Ed and myself and Mike, you know, we're family. And this kid deserves a fighting chance. So if you can find it in your heart to reach out, throw five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, um, it's very well worth it. Picture yourself. Just close your eyes for just one moment and picture yourself with a with a child with that malady, and you have nowhere to turn. And this is our chance, guys. This is our chance to help a very wonderful little boy possibly have a fighting chance at a normal life. No amputation, what have you. We want to help this kid. And Chub Rock, man, I know I saw you earlier today. I'm going to see you Saturday before you leave for Florida because they're moving to Florida. All the good specialists for this particular malady are in Florida. You know, my heart goes out to him. I'm going to miss his little face. I'm going to miss him laughing because every time I say the word amazing, the kid lights up. I don't know why. It just, I taught him what's up today. And he, and he had a blast. That is so 90s. It doesn't matter. The, the baby laughed and I made a point. It was great. But guys, anything you can donate, please do it. Go to the Logan Jabroni Show page. Go. It's the first thing you're going to see. I pinned it to the top of the page. It's going to be there for the next month. Please donate anything you can. Give this kid a fighting chance. Donate a dollar and share it. There and, you go. You know, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. I'm and I'm getting fucking emotional, so I'm going to shut up now and I'm going to turn the microphone over to Eddie Focus. Well, motherfucker, I w- <laughs> double cheese, double mayo. God damn it! I was going to say, let's take a break. Okay, we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll be back break, in three minutes, and we will return shortly. Okay. 
Welcome back to this episode of Fuck Lars. I mean, we went to Gene to Lars. That's awesome. Sorry. They, rock, rock and roll stars being dicks all look the same to me. I get you. I get you. Hey, guys, uh, just so you know, you look to my left and you see an empty chair. Uh, Loki is under the weather. Uh, he tried to pull it out. He told us, you know, he was going to try to do this. He's very sick. He will be back next week. So Ed and I are basically walking this episode through. Uh, he does send his apologies, and uh, we're just going to go. We're just going to go, and that's what we yes. do. We're a team. We pick up for each other. We uh, we do this, and now we go to Eddie with his. Loki, you know what's Loki has accumulated sick time, yeah, and, and he's taking a sick day. As well, we, we have we, however, have not accumulated any sick time. Not really. I mean, I've been away. I did the I've budget. Always, I always, did the budget. <laughs> I've always been on the phone when I'm away, whether I'm at the racetrack or wherever. I, I'm always on the phone. I, I did our budget. We can only afford one sick day every two years, so well, let, uh, we'll let, give it to Loki. Let's be glad that it's yeah. him this time. So let's uh, this microphone here. La- last the week we didn't do a show was bereavement and uh yeah, this was for two, uh, for two different people yeah so let's so, do this for loki right yeah here. we're gonna give him the the budweiser cover there right but um That's anyway true. so what do you got kid as as it begins do you know what's fucked up what's fucked up ed uh philando castile's murder heard about i'm that. gonna say it i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say murder you can say murder and why can you say murder ed because he was shot and killed by a nervous cop and this cop just got off. Mm-hmm. I heard that. And I, was, uh, I, I knew you'd have something to say. Oh, yeah. I'm like outraged. Like if there was ever – here's the thing. Like, And, and we, we talk about these shootings all the time. Some of them are questionable. Some of them are pretty cut and dry. Um, the Philando Castile one, when, when you look at it, you see the – you hear the information. You What little video you saw, it didn't add up. And they just – matter of fact, I had a – um, I had copied from an article. I had like the 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 pretty much the series of events that went on in court, but they just released the dash cam footage to show what happened. And uh, we watched that. I don't have it for you folks because it just came out today, so I didn't have time to prepare for it. We just watched it before the show start. And uh, I'll ask you: Does it still not add up? As you as you put Bob Backlund in Loki's chair, somebody's going to sit next to me. So it might as well be. I'm working the board, man. Two-time former heavyweight champion and Logan Jabroni Show guest, Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. He's not going to say much this week anyway. No. But you were saying about the video. Are are you... After watching the video, like, things still don't add up. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. They don't. Like, he gives him two commands. Give me your license. Don't go for your gun. I they're get like, it. They're, they're commands that contradict each other, and he shoots him. Within a matter of seconds... He's dead. After Philando Castile even says, I have a gun on me. I'm not going for my gun. Which he's legally entitled to do. He has to. He basically, according to the He did the, the right law, thing. Yes. It, actually, it, I, don't, uh, I, don't even, I don't even know if it's a question of law. I think it's just if you have a permit, you're supposed to disclose it to, yes. to a police officer. Uh, but that, he, told, that, he told me he had the gun. And that's what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. And he was legal. Yes. 100%. He, he was legally required to carry a gun. Um, and... Uh, just some background on the cop story. The cop story changed from the beginning of the case to what we saw in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, he made it sound like he went to the car. Castile told me he had a gun, and he reached for something that looked black, um, and he shot him. But if you see in the video, Castile handed him an insurance card. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
then told him, I have to tell you I have a firearm on me. From the cell phone or from the dash cam? The dash cam. Okay. The dash cam we just saw. That's what which, I'm Like I said, it just came out today, so I don't have that video to show everybody. But just watching that dash cam footage, I don't understand how he got off of the manslaughter charge. I don't. And, in fact, he takes his gun and he he sticks his hand with his pistol into the cabin and starts shooting him. Putting the child's life at risk, the person, right. the passenger at risk, his own partner, if you look at it, is at risk because his partner's on the opposite end of the car. And could have been shot just as easily. And I'm going to put it out there right now. No, I don't think this was a racist cop. I think this was an incompetent cop that I'll shouldn't be a cop. I'll buy it. And his department fired him. Mm-hmm. Gets off of the manslaughter charge. They say he acted appropriately. I've... I've listened to the video. I've not seen it. Um, we've talked about this on more than one occasion, and I've watched the cell phone video, which when we that, first that video was this, after it, after right. the fact. This, the dash cam is so revealing, in my opinion. Right, and when we first watched, and I think it was a year ago or so, we to collectively the three of us watched that video. And we're like, how? Why? I mean, what the fuck? The cop. No offense to cops. I, look, I, I like the cops. I, I'm a fan, but you know this guy had an itchy trigger finger. He was he, he was, was nervous not as fuck. Fit. He was not fit no, to do the job. Should have never been given that gun. And now we're in a situation where he just he walks on manslaughter charges when the video, both videos, clearly show that this officer was clearly acting. Beyond the realms of his job. I, I, I'm sickened. I, I'm absolutely, I, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. My, my heart's on the floor, especially after listening to when we played the video before we went hot and you and I were talking about it, to hear those seven shots. Count, those, count that with yeah, me. Yeah, shot in the car seven times. Seven times. Shoot somebody once. Don't they say a warning shot? Seven times. He wasn't breaking the law. He wasn't a threat to this officer. Seven times. Now, this is just my opinion. Obviously, I haven't worked the job. If somebody somebody who wants to shoot you is not going to tell you that they have a gun on them. No, they're not. Okay. And let's say, let's say Philando Castile was going for the gun. His partner's on the other side. Okay, anybody who pull a gun on that officer is dead. Yeah. Okay, Every everybody in the car is dead because the partner is going to start lighting that person up. You know, just, I'm sorry. There's got to be such a thing as common sense in law enforcement, and no common sense in law enforcement was practiced that day. Not in the least. And here's the thing that drives, here's the thing that drives me nuts because the narrative is going to get twisted around by Black Lives Matter. Or statists. Or statists. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, um, there's always going to be someone that's going to be like, oh, you, you can't take that chance. I'm like, well, fuck, man. If everybody's life is forfeit, it's what I've been saying. Nobody's lives matter. It's unfortunate, but that's correct. You know, and here's the thing. Cops have this thing called qualifying immunity, which gives them certain immunity against things because they fear that without that immunity, cops won't do their job effectively. I'm sorry. Qualifying immunity has got to go because here's the thing. If here's the situation, let's say you shoot somebody, okay, and you say it was in self-defense. You 
as the average citizen, have to prove that your life was actually in danger. Correct. A police officer only has to prove I felt threatened. We'll, we'll go back. I watched a documentary last night about the uh, Cheshire murders, the home invasion from uh, 2007. Dr. William Pettit and his uh, wife and two daughters. The wife and two daughters are dead. He's alive. The home invaders are sentenced to death. Of course, the jackasses that run the state of Connecticut abolish the death penalty. Uh, these guys deserve to die. If Dr. Pettit, before or after the two girls and the wife were killed, mm-hmm. shot these guys. It's not the guys. It's not the guys who invaded the home, set the fire, raped the two girls and the wife. It's not them that's on trial. It's now Dr. Pettit. I call bullshit. I'm not even going to hit the button. It's too much of a sore subject for me, for this state, for anybody mm-hmm. who followed this story at People Magazine or CNN or what have you. It's just it's It's wrong. That Dr. Pettit would have done, if he had a gun in his hand and shot Stephen Hayes and Joshua Komisarjewski, mm-hmm. he's on trial now. Right. Not the guys who broke into the house. It goes back to uh, a Wendy's burglar about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Guy tries to break into a Wendy's, fi- falls through the skylight, breaks his back. What does he do? He sues Wendy's. And he wins. Mm-hmm. You're breaking in. In in the court documents, I was breaking into Wendy's. I fell through the skylight, fell on a thing, broke my back, $30 million. He won. Yeah. Because that's the world we live in. We don't hold the right people accountable. And when the people who need to be held accountable aren't held well, accountable, they continue the thing with too. their bullshit. This is the thing, too. There's, there's a difference between criminal and civil. So yeah, he might You're have breaking won- into some place and you break have- your back. Fuck you, thank you, bye. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. O.J. Simpson, not guilty of murder, loses the civil case. True. There's a, there's so a there, burden there's proof a huge, for wrongful right, death. There's a wrongful huge difference. Death. Huge difference between civil and criminal. So that that's. I hope this family sues that cop. I do too. Because they'll win. There is talk of federal charges being filed. I, you know, I don't like when the federal government gets involved in anything, but there's talk of federal charges being involved saying, you know, that, that the cop violated the rights of, you know, Philando Castillo. I want you to share the video um, on our page for people to see. No, you can share the video. And, it just came out today. So. Yeah. And I want you guys to see just how absolutely fucking pathetic it is that this guy walked. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just garbage. Well, look at the cop that shot Walter Scott in the back. He, mistrial. Yeah. Because there was like, uh, there's a rumor that one of the jurors was complaining that they were hungry, so they just said not guilty to hang the jury oh, and leave God. him. I don't know if that's true, but there's video of the guy shooting him in the back and then dropping a taser next to him to set him up, and he's not guilty. Ugh. And it, it's what I've been Fuck. saying before. It's what I've been saying before. It's like it is. It's not necessarily individual police officers I have a problem with. It's the culture of policing. It's this blind faith that just because somebody has a uniform on that they're doing that, the right thing. that they're doing the right thing or they're above human error. Or it sounds like what I've said. Not every cop is an asshole. Every cop, but every a cop. asshole is a cop. Well, I and like I said, I stick with the eighty twenty rule. Eighty percent of them are normal people. Twenty percent of them are the superhuman heroes you know that what? we love. You can fight us all you want you know? on this, statists or whatever, whatever faction you belong to. You know, it's one thing to back the blue; it's another thing to blindly back the blue. 
And that's something we don't do here. We don't blindly back the blue. There are cops out there who are trigger happy or nervous in this case, or just, I'm going to throw my dick out and make everything look wonderful. And when I shoot somebody, it's, it's all going to be good at the end. No, it's not. Open your eyes, see the world for what it is, see the people for what they are, see the cops in certain cases, certain cases for what they are. Hey, you know, it's like George Carlin says, like people, they says, he says about politicians, but you can say the same thing with the cops. They come from the public. Garbage mm-hmm. in, garbage out, man. This, this is this is the best we have to work with, and I'm not I'm not denying that their job is difficult. This, that, and the other thing, but and the law is part of the problem. Like when you break when it you, down, break it down. Philandro Castile is dead for a taillight. Yeah, Eric Garner is dead for selling untaxed cigarettes. Yeah, Tamir Rice dead for playing with a toy gun. Okay, yeah. and this is this is the thing that most people who blindly support the police never want to stop and look at, like. like well, they shouldn't have resisted. Well, what were they being arrested for to begin with? Let's look at that. Mm-hmm. That's that's our fault, and I'm blame. I'll, I'll include me. In this. It's our fault for allowing the state to have that kind of power. I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, Sa- Sandra Bland. Yeah, she killed herself, but she's dead for a traffic stop. We really need to take a hard look at if this is really that important. Agreed. One hundred. You know, that's that's my rant and rant. On a positive note, Sheriff David Clark, who I think is a fascist fucktard, <laughs> not only like President Knuckle, but go ahead, is not going to be head of Homeland Security or oh, whatever good. the fuck he was going to be a part of. Good, who is being investigated because people died in his jail. Good, but hey, good. whatever. I know now. Who, Stop who, telling me. Here's the thing. Stop telling me X lives matter. Make your life matter. Right. Period. It's it, uh, you rant. know what? Maybe you think. <laughs> I don't know where we're at on time, and I don't care. I'm going to hit this little button right here. We got time. Oh, we got some time. Um, I had a little something. I, I told you I'd wait, so give me a second. I'm going to turn these this way. Talk to him, Ed. <laughs> well, guys, got something planned for you on the Loki and Jabroni uh, website. Um, not saying what it is yet, but... Uh, Sign up for the mailing list. I'll be sending out a mailer. For those of you on Facebook, I will be notifying you on Facebook, but I think you're going to like it. And now, the fake news. All right. Fake news right here. Oh, did I hear Cletus somewhere? Oh, fucking Cletus, man. He's crazy. Somewhere in the last, I don't know how many months, I watch people pour their lives on a Facebook. Okay. And if you want to pour your life on a Facebook, you know what? That's your gig. Because anybody who has one of these little phones in their hand, I'm going to guess 90% of you access Facebook through this little device. Ed, where do you access Facebook? My phone, my laptop, my computer. Okay, Okay, so multiple. Sometimes I reach down the throats of my enemies and yank it out of them. Awesome. Um, I watch people, good, bad, or indifferent, uh, live their lives through Facebook. And I don't say word fucking one uh, until it affects me. Um, So when I do it, uh, a lot of people have this narcissistic belief that I'm talking about them. Um, I rarely mention name. So um, we're going to have a little lesson here today about Internet etiquette. 
if you will. Um, internet etiquette. If you think I've got a problem with you, chances are you have this. Pick it up. Talk to me. I'm not a hard guy to find. Um, if you think recently, and I'll just throw this out here. Um, I, I made a, I made a comment about family recently and somebody made a, a cross comment from my family and it wasn't about them. But if they want to know, it was about a family member who was a cousin who basically ditched her husband of 24 years and her soulmate, as she said way back when, of 28 years, and is now parading around town with her new guy and left her husband and their 17-year-old son just basically, fuck you, I'm out. That's what I was saying. But some of the narcissistic fucks want to say that, oh, you want to say this about us, fuck you, and fuck this, and fuck that. And there's others that say the same. Yet, Ed can very much attest to this, and if Loki were here, he'd do the same. Unfortunately, as we mentioned earlier, Loki's under the weather. He can't be here, but he's got all the information just as well. People like to keep my name in their mouth. Well, here's the thing. What I saw today, Ed, you were there. And I was told to keep my name out of keep their name out of my mouth. Well, keep mine out of yours. Let's employ some internet etiquette. All right, because anything I have to say can be said eye to eye. And for the people that are feeding you your information, maybe they should look in the mirror, because I don't shy away from anything. In fact, let me show you real quick how much I don't shy away from shit. I have nothing. Nothing, nothing to be afraid of from you or from the person that called me out yesterday or from the people who think I'm talking about them. When I'm talking about you, you son of a bitch, you'll know it. And if you think for one minute that your little playground antics on my page and his page and Michael's page that we told you before is not your fucking playground... Let me tell you a little something. If you think that's the info, you're wrong. So let me tell you this, jackass. You want to know the truth? You're going to find yourself by yourself before you know it. Internet etiquette. If you want to keep your name out of my mouth, you better wash the fuck out of yours. Because my name's been all up in your mouth. And, uh, Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. My name's Chris Burns, and that's my opinion. Ed, you can take it over. Done. Oh. Where's Lady J? I don't know. Um, a couple comments. Drew said, if they needed something, you'd be the first one they run to. Of course they would. Uh, people take blanket statements and make or assume it's about them and take it personal. Of course they do. Uh, Adam Crandall just liked the show. That's my friend from Canada. Thanks, Adam. Much appreciated. We have a top ten list. Unfortunately, Loki can't be with us today. So we are looking for the one and only beautiful, talented, next Saturday night, July 1st, birthday girl, cancer of all cancers. That's for sure. She is 
Here, we're gonna remove this. Better remove she Bob is too. a fantastic, wonderful human being. Adam, I just gave you a shout out, so uh, thank you, my Canadian brother. Fuck Jimmy Johnson. Taking over for hey Bob now. Backlund. This be- first of all, this better not suck. And second, actually, I think it's gonna be perfect considering everything that was just said in like the last thirty minutes. And uh, I didn't even plan that. Wow, right, thirty roll. minutes is uh, Philando Castillo. Some I'm just running back in my head. Go ahead. I'm rolling it, ladies hey. and gentlemen. This week. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Ladies and gentlemen, bringing your top ten girl Loki. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. This is the first time in Loken Jabroni history that someone other than Loken Jabroni is bringing you the top ten. I did one before. But that was like a sidebar to the other one. But this is the first week ever that one of us hasn't brought you it's top ten. It's the first 10. time on a Tuesday that somebody other than one of us three has done a top ten. That's true. <laughs> oh, well, I'll buy that. We'll go with so, that. We'll go, go ahead. with that. All right, so my top 10 list is top 10 reasons the time before internet and cell phones was better. Ooh, I'm Ooh. liking it already. I've been like thinking about this like recently. Can I ask we, we have so some millennial better. fans. I think I should hit the trigger. <laughs> oh, hit yes, it, you hit should it. trigger, trigger. Hit All right, here it comes. This is my favorite part of the show. I can't get enough of this stuff. And you did it. It's not me this time. No, seriously, I've been thinking about that lately. I'm like, I'm watching these people walking around with their cell phones in one hand, eating in the other, and they're walking through them all. I'm like, could you probably sit down for some of those? Like, possibly? Mm-hmm. Sure. Know? So, okay. My, like, my top 10 list, like I said, is the time before internet and cell phones was better. So, 10. Even before AOL? Even before AOL. <sighs> I'm going way back. I think I need to leave. I know. Seriously. I might confuse you in a minute here. You got mail. <laughs> All right. So number 10, nobody knew what you had for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Nice. No, but if you smell your hand, you can tell. That's gross. <laughs> number nine, no one was butthurt if you didn't say you liked their new vacation pics. Nice. Seriously. People get upset about that? You whip out, oh my God, you didn't like my photo? You didn't like my post? Why didn't you like my post? Are you mad at me? Oh my God, you liked her post. You must want her. In my defense, if I don't like your post, it's because you're wearing too many clothes. It's probably true. All right. Number eight. You didn't walk into random things because your face wasn't in a phone. Nice. I did it without a phone. Number seven, hanging up on people was dramatic and awesome. It sounded good, too. I hate you. Bang. Yeah. Now it's... Nobody can hear what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, dude. If your girl started yelling at you and you're, like, you were in high school, you'd be like, click. And you couldn't tell people, oh, I lost the connection. And then you, you, know? knew, you knew they were calling right back. Click. Right? Click, yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the phone's off and all you hear is the busy signal. And then people went and got fucking call waiting. <laughs> God damn it. And voicemail. Fucking progress. Damn it. Right? Making us all lazy and shit. 
All right. So no, let's see. Number six. No one knew if you got their message or if you were home. Ooh. Plausible Because even if you called them and they didn't answer, there was no way of knowing. Are they really home or are they just screening my phone call? Mm. You know, and let the answer machine pick it up, see who it is. Oh, my decide, dad, my dad shut the ringers want, off on his phone. Yep. That he, would shut the, he would just shut the ringers off because he didn't take calls from anybody. If they wanted to talk, they'd leave a message. All right. Number five, you didn't have to check in everywhere you went. Nice. I'm serious. Nobody needs to know that you have gone to the bathroom. Because that was a conversation and now you're in the topic. kitchen. Exactly. That was a conversation topic when you met your friends. Guess where I went yesterday? <gasps> where? I know. Now you have the nothing. The Crystal Mall. Wow. There is nothing to talk about now. Nice. You could literally walk from store to store at the Crystal Mall, checking in at every store. They will know the entire map that you have taken in the Crystal Mall and probably what you've eaten, drinking, and who you've talking to because you're on Facebook telling everybody about it. Exactly. In Jabroni's case, he's live streaming it. There is no yeah, mystery sometimes anymore. I am. There is no mystery anymore in anything. Everything is so over publicized and overshared that everybody knows everything. Like I even go to I, sometimes I do it, and I, I go to tell somebody something. They're like, "Yeah, I know. I saw on Facebook," and I'm like. I can't even talk to people anymore because they've already seen what I had to say on Facebook. Although I do have a complaint. Your Snapchat game is not up to par. I'm sorry. I've been busy. Doing slacking. Yeah. All right. Number four. Pictures were natural. No filters. Ooh. So if that was a bad picture, you had to live with it. There was no reprint. There was no redo. There was you go out and buy an entire another roll of film if you want another pick. And you legit like take twenty five pics in one roll of film to get that right. one good picture. Actually, honestly, true story. Having dated a couple people who are professional photographers, there was always um, altering of pictures. It was just a lot more complicated back then. Yeah, for they was good yeah. done with by professionals. Not right. every Tom, Dick, and Harry with a exactly. cell phone. It used to be like that. Used to be like a six figure job right there to airbrush. It's like photos. why, honestly. For photographers literally are running out of jobs because of everyone with their damn camera phone. Yes. You now, know? Although, like, I had some... Like, I don't what's know, the point? We can all do filters. If you, go, if you go to my author page, I got professional shots done for my friend Kimmy, and she did the Photoshop and everything. They come out beautiful. <laughs> nothing... Even with Instagram and all that crap, nothing compares to having real professional work done. I'm telling oh, you right now. Question. Oh, yeah. Tell you right now. But nobody will go out and do it because it costs money, and this you can do for free. Right. Exactly. All right. Number three, you didn't have to worry about screenshots. Ooh, I got a couple of screenshots. Do you have yeah. any everybody? I think everybody has screenshots. Yeah, probably. All right. I had, number- a, couple, I had a couple demands for a screenshot today. I bet you did. I bet you did. I number said, two, no. you good. could lie about anything and there wasn't any digital proof. That's a good point. It's true. Unless, of course, it was a VHS video recording and then i have some vhs video and if, hey if somebody did not have that vhs you were in the clear pamela anderson we're talking about you hell yeah right and my, you gotta admit those sex tapes have gotten better my number one all-time top 10 reason that time before internet and phones was better mtv still had music videos amen oh Okay. Hey, <laughs> For real though. I mean, I, I don't think I've, I don't think I could even find a, a video on there if I tried. On MTV? Well, there's things on like, MTV. No. things like Vimeo and stuff 
killed that. Like YouTube killed well, it. Yeah, think about it. You you literally get everything on demand now. Everything is on demand. This right. instant gratification yes. world that remember, we live in. Like, you, remember, like you, you get your parents' permission, they let you call Total Request live, and you hope oh to God they or the radio or exactly. the radio just to hear a song or to win a contest. Like I I, I won a con- uh, was it Janet Jackson CD off of uh, Q105. What year for naming back the top eight at eight? What year? Um, ninety two. Wasn't me. It was uh, when her again CD came out. You know that was and a cool thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I actually had to send my dad to go pick it up. G- growing <laughs> up in Norwich, like not to cut you off, but like uh, one thing that was cool about the little nightclubs they tried opening up in Norwich and shit is they'd always have the radio stations come over and they'd have all these giveaways and they'd be like, "Hey, you want a CD? You want a share? You want a... that?" Was awesome. I miss that. It doesn't really happen that much anymore. Radio, yeah. radio used to be the shit. Now it's like. It's all this like pre-recorded digital content. Honestly, I still listen. Oh, why are you stopping? I listen. I listen to the radio in the car every morning. Honestly, I do. Mm -hmm. But mostly talk radio. And every time I do listen to the radio, it's the same songs that I listened to earlier that day. And then if I have to listen to Drake Controllo one more time, I think I might shoot myself in the face. Why? I hate that song. Controllo. Controller. I don't like Drake. Dude, you sound depressed. I can't stand Drake. Get a fucking drink. I hate that. I hate that. That <laughs> I hate that lazy rapping. I hate that falsetto singing. I can't. Although stand the, Drake. the the time they Madonna kissed him and he almost threw up in her face, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, you know he liked it. He's like, <laughs> fuck. I let Madonna kiss me. Shit, it's fucking Madonna. Like I let her do a lot of things to me just because it's Madonna. Well, what if she had you know. Some bagels and locks right before that. I don't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> good enough for vanilla ice, good enough for me. Agree! <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> that was a fantastic list. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. I thought um, y'all would have No runner ups? You gotta have a runner yeah, up. Yeah, you gotta have a runner up. Oh, my runner up. Hmm. All right, runner up bonus. There is no proof that you wore those spandex. Ooh. <laughs> that's and not, I'm talking about you, Javroni. That's you, not. I did. I own that I was going to say, that's not entirely true. I think my mom has home videos <laughs> and Mike wore spandex all the time. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? So if I can find those old great skate videos. <laughs> Mike in spandex on roller skates. Is that, does that exist? I want to see this. Same here. Same it here. It just might. I, Probably for different reasons than you do. No, I just Mama want to son, see the hilarity Mama son is it. currently uh, moving, getting her new house ready, I'll, but I'll, I'll see if those videos still exist. That would be hilarious. Please do not make fun of my hair. Will not, because I had some... <laughs> but now that you warned me, I have to. My spiny little fucking hair. Now that you warned me, I have to. Hey, motherfucker's got some thick hair, what I gotta say, you know? No, dude, I had some pretty That's bad mullets said. back in the day. I never had a mullet. No, I did. I, I Mike did. did. Yeah, I know Mike he did. did. I, trust me, I know, I know. That I black curly mullet. mullet. I couldn't stand the mullet, but hey. My bar- my barber tried, though. He tried. Alright, so uh, we ready to wrap this up? Uh, yeah. Any real final quick. thoughts? Uh, where do I want to start? Um... It was a great episode. Thank you to Bill Starkey. Thank Bill's you to, great. Bill's no longer a guest. He's now no, a guest he's co-host. Pretty much. Guest co-host Bill Starkey. Any, anyone that can find some pretty cool celebrity guests like we have uh, twice with Nathan Hunt. 
twice with Gary Wolf. Now, what is this, like 16, 18 times with Bill Starkey? <laughs> I don't think it's that good. many, but... No, but I, obviously. But um, they have been the best episodes ever. Oh, the Bill so, Starkey yeah. ones have gone through the roof. Um, oh, not just... Not just not to cut you off, not just the, because of the Kiss Army. He's just a great guy. Yeah. Like, he is awesome to talk to about anything. Sure. So, yeah, absolutely. I like, I like when Bill chimes in. If I knew anything about college basketball, I'd call him when the Hoosiers, if the Hoosiers ever made it to the Final Four, he'd be a great guy to talk to. Yeah, we. I want to get him in on more on more like Mystery Science Three Thousand, yeah, Mystery Science Three Thousand. If we could get Wanted, Dead or Alive, or Runaway on that screen, he'd we'll be su- the guy. Runaway, I love Runaway. That was a great. Movie. I'm sorry, I love that movie. Fun. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's fantastic. You know, you just don't. Believe. I want you when we go off the air. Look up Runaway on your Google machine, the movie, and you'll know. Come on, Tom you'll Selleck. Tom Selleck, Cynthia Rhodes from uh, Dirty Dancing. Uh, Gene Simmons, uh, I can't remember the black guy. He, he's in every movie, but in the '80s, he was in every movie. I can't remember his name. Wesley Snipes. No, not Robert Guillaume, <laughs> but the other black guy. <laughs> Fuck, man! Damn, I'm gonna get the his other name. black guy. He was the other black guy. Wow. I'm just I. I don't know. It's all right. All in all, it's... He's going to Google on his gimmick machine the other black guy. All no. in all, it's just another... I'm the other black guy in the 80s. I'm answering some credits. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just... Uh, get, you talk amongst yourselves. Why don't you fight after? And we'll like, wrap this shit up. Yeah, nope. we're wrapping this shit up because I got to start packing up soon. But uh, thanks for joining uh, me and uh, Jabroni and what little we had of Loki. Uh, he and, gave us a great uh, intro, oh, best intro of all time. That was fantastic. Uh, we'll be Hope back he gets next well Monday. soon. Yes. Um, thank you for your top ten list. My pleasure. Thank all of you for continuing to stick up for us. And we want you to donate to the Gage Stevens GoFundMe at the top of the Logan Jabroni Show Facebook oh. page. Please help this little guy out. Six months old. He's got a long road ahead of him. Help this little boy achieve the life that he deserves. Also, I wanted to say I have donated my birthday to the Wounded Warrior Project. Amen. And the link to do so is on the Loki and Jabroni show as well as the Viking Entertainment show page, Facebook pages. Um, all you do is click to donate. I set a small cap. That way it's not something tremendous for everyone. But in, I donated my birthday to them. So well, if we could just, even if you donated a dollar, you know, the Wounded Warriors Project is a very, very honorable cause. That's the thing. A lot of people think they got to donate large sums of money no. sometimes. Just donate a buck. Share the links to these great programs. That's worth its weight in gold. Absolutely. Definitely. And because I'm a cash-only business, on that day, I'm going to hand you a bill. I don't know what kind of bill, but I'm going to hand you a bill. You put that toward I the will. thing because people help people. Absolutely. And you love what we're doing. Go on www.lokiandjabroni.com. Find out a way how you can support the show, either through donation or shopping at some great, great companies that we got lined up for you. Egyptian sheets. Oh, Egyptian sheets. It's the overstock sheets. Egyptian cotton <laughs> sheets. Um, what, uh, real quick, because we just talked about Gage's health issue. Um, what is the one with, uh, was it Health Tech? Oh, Health Tap. 
Health Tap is uh, basically an online resource for people who need uh, consultation from doctors or referrals, that kind of thing, without having to schedule appointments and everything. It's got a bunch of different resources. Definitely check that out. Sign it up because um, uh, we know a lot of people with some some regular issues, and I know right now healthcare is a thing. So it's there. Go on the website. I'll have more details uh, after I update the website right now. I've been working on a project. That project's going to be huge. 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 It's going to be bigly. It's going to be. <laughs> it's going. You can't do that. It's going to be small hands, but bigly. Biggest, <laughs> biggest of all time of any bigly thing in history. Okay. Absolutely. Have a good night, folks. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. We love you. See you on Monday. Peace out.